Did you know that? Uh, if I was ever a serious like the <laughs> announcer for like the Discovery Channel, it's like, did you know every day in America there are twenty million people in this twenty-four hours fucking pass by? No, but did you know, according to the FBI, at any given moment mm-hmm. in the United States, mm-hmm. there's estimated to be fifty serial killers at any given time. Fifty. Fifty. And serial killers only account for less than 1% of all murders in in America. So if you really think about it, let's say there's 100,000 murders in America, which is super high, which is, you know, actually, no. There's about 19,000. Let me take it back. Let me give you an actual statistic. Um, More than 19,000 died in shootings of firearm-related incidents in 2020, mm-hmm. which is the highest in over two decades. Hmm. That's crazy. Don't you think? I mean, it is pretty crazy, honestly. And less than 1% of that is related to a serial killer. So that would mean that, let's see, 19,000, what's uh, 1%? Uh, 190? Or 1% of 19,000? Yeah, or would that be... Yeah, that's 190. Because 10% yeah, would be 1,900. 190 people. 190 people. And uh, if you really divide that by 50, that's about, on average, like three people per killer. And it takes about two to three to be considered a serial killer. So it seems about right. What? I was thinking, like, what a serial killer would say. What do you mean? Like, if he was on this show. Yeah. I I think I know what he would say. Or she. Or she. He would say, welcome, what's up? This is Dudes versus Everything. (laughs) (laughs) You think that's what they would start with? (laughs) He would do our intro? Yeah. This is Dudes versus Everything. We are your host, Jesus Perez. And Rudy Robles. Here where we talk about anything and everything or more so challenge topics that come our way today the topic more so the legendary serial killer known as the green washington green river killer also well, known as gary well Leon gary ridgeway, ridgeway is actually yeah. i should have gone the other way yeah. gary ridgeway <laughs> also known as the washington green river killer whose allegedly murder count is up in the 71s so according to the king county plea agreement he pleaded guilty to 48 counts of aggravated yeah, 48 um but then first degree in order if i'm getting if i remember correctly he was gonna have the death penalty yeah and he was like no nah, i don't i don't want that yeet i want to come out you know i want to i want to live mm-hmm. i don't want you know i don't want that death penalty shit so he pleaded and he gave them extra information yeah. for more murders uh which led him to his official count of 49. And that saved, well, technically, quote-unquote, saved him from the death penalty. But his real number unofficially is around 71. That I mean, that's kind of fucking crazy. 
I don't understand like the fucking justice system. Like, what do you mean? Oh, we're gonna put you on death penalty unless you tell us like the truth. We're, and then you know, it, once you tell the truth, like they're like, oh shit, this dude killed like over seventy people. I we're gonna we're, we're yeah, gonna die. You down. know, you yeah, fucking <laughs> you took you took seventy one lives, and each one, sadly, uh, ranged from the ages of twelve mm-hmm. to mid low thirties. The one that was about 12 years old, she was an unidentified woman, uh, and they didn't know. They, they, there's no actual age because, again, unidentified woman, not really found. Mm-hmm. They had to give her an age range of, like, 12 to, like, 17 or 12 to 19, which is crazy because, like, can you imagine how do you, like, this woman, her body, her her face, or her, 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 Mm-hmm. You can't tell how old she is. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's pretty fucked up. Like, she she got fucking mangled, and she was too young to even. Know. Yeah, she, the, the, it was literally it was a child. It, yeah. it was literally a fucking child. And yeah, most most of most of these, the majority of the women here um, were in their teens. Majority, I'd say, just kids. Like, and they had his, their fucking his, lives. His met- yeah, his method of. His, his, I guess you could say his, uh, what's the word? His uh, MO, mm-hmm. his method was strangulation. And this guy was, a, this guy was so fucking twisted. Uh, what he did, right? What he did, he would fucking kill these women, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be known as a necrophiliac. So, uh, yeah, I read about so that. what he did was, while they were still, you know, quote unquote fresh, he would, he would have sex with these things, and not things. These women, these 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 deceased. dead, these deceased bodies, deceased deceased bodies. I'd say, um, but no, like, he would rape some of these women before, obviously before they were actually dead, yeah. kill them, you know, stab them, strangle them, yeah, and then save them in certain locations. Remember where those locations were. Yeah, he'd remember where. And like, then come where back. And then, you know, have sex with this. He would no longer have to worry about putting up with a fight. You know, this yeah. this, this this thing is it's a readily accessible body, I guess. Yeah, and it's then, necrophilia. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's pretty fucked up. It and then once the body, you know, was kind of too far gone, that's when he would be done with it. Yeah. Uh, but you know. Uh, it's crazy because 2020, uh, mainly because you know of the pandemic mm-hmm. and riots and you know <laughs> several other reasons. The it, it's crazy how it the murder rate increased by about 30 percent, 20 to 30 percent. And I got a few statistics of cities here in the United States mm-hmm. of how much it spiked. This is an increase. When I say these numbers, such as 10% or 20%, that's an increase of the murder spike in said city. I'll go down. Seattle, Washington, 74.1% increase in murders in 2020. New Orleans, Florida, 61.7%. Atlanta, Georgia, 57.9%. Chicago, 55.5%. Boston, 
Portland, Oregon, 51.5. Houston, Texas, 42.7. New York, 39.2. You know, I would I actually would have thought New York would be a higher rate. Yeah. Um, but it's in this list is one of the lower ones. San Francisco, California, 32.4. Los Angeles, California, which I thought would also be a little bit higher, 30.4. And Washington, D.C., 19.4. And Vegas, Las Vegas, Nevada, 14.3%. So to paint you guys a picture of who and what a fucking disgusting man and horrible monster Gary Leon Ridgway was. I'm going to describe him to you for right here. Full name, Gary Leon Ridgway. Born February 18, 1949. Here in fucking Washington. Auburn. <laughs> Here in Auburn, Washington. Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> he was initially charged in December 5th, 2001, with four counts of aggravated murders in the deaths of Marcia Chapman, age 32, Cynthia mm-hmm. Hens, age 17, and Old Paul Mills, 16 years old, who were discovered August 15, 1982, near the Green River. And Carol Ann Christensen, 21, found May 8, 1983, in Maple Valley. Pleaded not guilty December 18, 2001, arraignment. His second round of charges, March 27, 2003, three counts of murder and the deaths of Deborah Bonner, 23, Cindy Caulfield, 16, and Deborah Estes, 15. Their remains were found in the 1980s. He pleaded not guilty April 3, 2003. And then he had a plea agreement in King County. He pleaded guilty November 5, 2003, to 48 counts of aggravated first-degree murder in a deal that spared him from execution, like we said earlier, yep. and finally brought answers in the infamous and long and soft slangs. He was sentenced December 18, 2003, to 48 consecutive life terms. And if you were to, if you know how long a life term is, I used to think a life term Wasn't was literally, it's, it's like 12 to 15 years. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not a <laughs> not life as you know most people would think like you're sentenced to life or yeah. 25 to life that's 25 minimum i think but if you if you receive a life sentence that's depending on the state on average like 15 years this man received initially 48 consecutive life terms is that <laughs> yeah that and i i said uh he was born in uh, Auburn, Washington, but uh, I got that address wrong. Uh, actually, in Utah, Salt Lake, Salt Lake, Salt, Salt, Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. All right. Let me paint this man with extra details here. He was a male. He <laughs> really. <laughs> well, you know the people. <laughs> you know people identify and shit. You know. Well, back then they didn't. It was pretty much black and white. Uh, but you know, he was a Baptist. Straight. He's occupation. Criminal. Wow. That was, that was full-time <laughs> occupation. Man was just doing his job. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. Uh, he actually served in the U.S. Navy for uh, what seems to be about one year. One and something. Some change. 1970 to, yeah. 1970 to 71. Yeah, he was a nom. Yeah. His father, Tom Ridgway. Mother, Mary Rita Ridgway. She died of cancer. Brother Gregory, brother, other brother, sorry, Thomas Edward, known as Ed. He was his younger brother. And throughout his life, 
fucking Ridgeway, he had three wives. First one, Claudia Craig Barrows, then Marcia Lorraine Brown, who later changed her name to Marcia Winslow. I know that she cheated on him while he was in the Navy. Yeah, I mean, uh, fucking Jody. Yeah. Son, they had a son named Matthew, and his final wife, Judith Lorraine Lynch. He went to Thai High School here in SeaTac, Washington in 1969. <sighs> Gary Lee Arn Ridgeway, known as the Green River Killer, murdered numerous women in... Really? <laughs> did, did you really have to fucking do that? There, there's not even a need for a fucking comical relief right now. This is I way, know, too, way too early. I feel like the atmosphere is very heavy compared to what we do. No, it is. Yes, and this is one of our. This is the first uh, episode where we go full in depth on a very specific on a killer. Yeah. On a killer. Uh, thanks to the idea brought to you by Wendy, my therapist. <laughs> so shout out to to Wendy Long. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyway, also brought to you by Hims. No, we we're not. Like, scratch that part. We're not actually sponsored. But uh, Hims, if you are listening, please sponsor Hims, us. Please, you know, uh, please we're paid. <laughs> <laughs> I would use your products. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, it's pretty easy to get a prescription now. They, you know, yeah. they got uh, lotions and uh, other like, Lo- like, like, yeah. Well, I mean, like they got man lotion, man lotion, right? Man lotion. <laughs> Lotion for men. Uh, they got, you know, they got products. It's not just like Cialis, Viagra, and other shit. Yeah, they, 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 got, they got other shit. They too. got, they got. It, 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 they're they're dedicated to uh, helping men, I guess. Yeah, this, for a this, great price. This is a whole fucking, you know, hymns. <laughs> you listening? <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, where was I? Yeah, uh, Wendy, my therapist. She, I don't know if I told you. She uh, she gave you the idea. She of this? gave me the idea of like, well, why don't you know? She she read the bio of dudes versus everything. She uh-huh. was like, why don't you? She's like, oh, you, t- you talk about serial killers? I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, we haven't really uh, dug into one mm-hmm. yet, uh, personally. Uh, she's like, oh, I mean, have you heard of such and such and uh, Ted Bundy? I'm like, yeah, who hasn't heard of Ted Bundy? But I'm like, no, I haven't heard of the Gary Widgeway, the Green River Killer. Mm-hmm. She's like, wow, like, you should really look him up. And so I did, and I ended up fucking uh, being super interested in this, this guy. Um, she actually had a coworker. It was either her coworker or a family member. Um, I'm getting, I might get the mix, the two mixed up, but mm-hmm. both are relevant in what I'm saying. Either one had uh, worked with the guy, Gary Ridgeway. Really worked with them, um, not in the criminal side of things, but like when he was like, you know, working. I mean, he, his, his full occupation, occupation <laughs> his occupation was criminal, so there's there's something going on. Here. <laughs> No, yeah, he. Uh, I think it was when he was working in a warehouse or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she had this other coworker. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a coworker who, you know, because Wendy is a therapist. Yeah. Um, her friend, I don't know if it was a friend or coworker, when Ted Bundy worked in the library, she also worked with Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be interesting, you know, like, you know, uh, searching up these people and uh, grabbing them for an interview. As uh, contrary to popular belief, uh, to Ted Bundy, uh, you know how he was very charming and you know swooed the ladies. Yeah, and I feel that. like the media just just. Like, well, it's, it's, it's it, uh, uh, there was. I'm I'm sure there was a lot of truth behind all that. Mm-hmm. But a therapist or a, a very strong intellectual woman or man, for that matter, uh, an intellectual um, of the psyche would 
pick up on things and she this woman picked up on like there's something there's there's something about this guy there's mm-hmm. something about Ted Bundy that's just off and what she <laughs> turns out that she turns out her you know instincts man we have primal instincts that tell us gut feelings we go with it if, if you got the bubble guts you know you, you might have anxiety about something or you might need to go take a shit it's it's our monkey monkey it's it's our monkey instincts that's a uh, smooth brain smooth brain yes why do I feel like I'm talking in different <laughs> I'm talking accents? Talking in a uh, different accent. <laughs> different accents. Yeah. Back to Gary Ridgeway. Yes. He he murdered numerous women in Washington during the 18, <laughs> sorry, the 1980s and the 1990s, earning his nickname when the first five victims were found in the Green River. You good? Did yeah, you get no, the fly? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Did yeah. you get the fly? Yeah, I'm not laughing at the, this the serious topic. I'm laughing because. There was a fly in here, and I finally caught it. I was trying to catch it for the past like <laughs> few minutes. <laughs> I fucking caught it, but anyways, continue. Sorry. <sighs> he earned, he earned the infamous name, you know, the Green River, because the first five victims, he strangled them usually with his arms, but sometimes using ligatures. Yeah. After strangling the women, he would he dumped their bodies throughout the forested and overgrown areas in King County. Mm. On November 30th, 2001, as he was leaving the Renton, Washington, Kenworth Truck Factory, where he worked, which is, I think, the factory that I was just talking about, mm. um, where uh, the friend uh, yeah, worked yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he was arrested for the murders of four <clears throat> women whose cases were linked to him through DNA evidence, which is impressive back then. Uh, as part of a plea bargain wherein he agreed to disclose the whereabouts of still missing, quote-unquote, women, or sorry, the missing is quote-unquote, not the women, quote-unquote. The women are quote-unquote. <laughs> he was spared the death penalty and received the death sentence of life imprisonment without parole. And I think this fucking scum get, scum, 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 this scum <laughs> should fucking die. Like, yeah. uh, he, uh, plea, plea, plea bargains, like, why can't you just be like, psych, you know? <laughs> psych, bitch. <laughs> you thought, <laughs> you know, like, no, you're fucking, you're getting the electric chair. Fuck you. <laughs> you imagine, like... He's fucking like spilling all this shit, and it's like, you know how in the early '90s there was a bunch of prank shows and shit. He's like <laughs> spilling Welcome to MTV Cribs, bro. We just caught you on this camera right now, bro. You just snitched on yourself. You're you going thought to you were on pimp my ride. We were about to fuck pimp your life and then prison, bitch. <laughs> uh, this man just snitched on himself. <laughs> fucking dumbass. <laughs> nah. Uh, anyway, back to on. Back to on. His early life, he was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, to Mary Rita Steinman and Thomas Newton Ridgway. He has two brothers, Gregory Leon and Thomas Edward. He was raised in the McKin Heights neighborhood of SeaTech, Washington. Ridgway's home life was somewhat troubled, as like most serial killers are. There's not one serial killer that had a fucking phenomenal life. Uh-huh. Every single one of them, like nine, I would okay, I would say 99% of them had a fucking troubled, horrible childhood from the documentary that i saw he they they liked to ah, they liked to point out that he would kill birds when he was a, the, kid. Uh, a lot of serial killers start with uh it, it's animals yeah they get they get that fucking i'm not gonna say i've had those urges but i'm saying that you know they they start with um you know pets cats hamsters little dogs putting them in the microwave you know serial killer, serial killer shit 
Psycho I shit. thought you were about to say kid shit. You know, like, <laughs> it's normal for children to put a fucking cat in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> his relatives have described his mother as domineering and have said that young Ridgeway witnessed more than one violent argument between his parents. And I'm, I'd say that part is kind of generalized. You know, uh, mm. most child, my I grew up, I, I witnessed a few like um, domestic arguments. I guess you could say, as a boy, Ridgeway had a habit of wetting the bed. His mother would often be the one to discover the accidents and would bathe them immediately. And this part is what kind of disturbs me. She would bathe them and she would, uh, she would bathe them. She would bathe him and like scrub his genitals. And like he seemed to, uh, she would belittle him and embarrass him in front of his family about yeah. it, you know? From a young age, Ridgeway had conflicting feelings because of said stuff. He uh, developed small feelings of sexual attraction and anger towards his mother. You know, imagine being a confused little kid. Like, yeah, you you can't help your physiological, biological, like, body reactions. You know, some things are just there and happen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, conflicted within his mind, you know, he was angered because one, like, he was being belittled. You know, like, oh, he's fucking wetting the kid all the wetting the bed all the time, and then I'm having the fucking. Um, did I say wetting the bed or kid? Did I say wetting the kid? I don't know, dude. It's just I, I meant every time you put an accent to these people, you're like, <laughs> oh, look at this fucking guy over here with the fucking wetting the bed over here and shit. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it just fucking comes out, you know? <laughs> um, he didn't have a high IQ. Um, yeah, it was at, like It was 80. 82, yeah. which, you know, signified low intelligence. Yeah. And his academic, in, academic in, uh, performance in school was so poor that at one point in high school, he had to repeat a single... School year, twice, in order to obtain grades enough decent to pass. His classmates at Taiyi High School describe him as a <clears throat> congenial but largely forgettable. And that's kind of sad. Mm. I mean, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of kids like that. So far, excuse me, his, his childhood <clears throat> seems very, you know, shitty. Yeah. His teenage years, however, <clears throat> excuse me again, we're, <laughs> we're trouble. When he was 16, he stabbed a six-year-old boy who survived the attack. He had led the boy into the woods and then stabbed him through the ribs into his liver. And he lived. And he lived. According to the victim and Ridgway himself, Ridgway walked away laughing and saying, I always wonder what it would be like to kill someone. And yet, you know, he failed. Yeah. He's, he's even a failure at that. <laughs> you couldn't even... A six-year-old... <laughs> at the age of 18, while in high school, Ridgway joined the Navy. After graduation, he married his high school girlfriend, Claudia Barrows, and was sent to Vietnam, where he served on board a supply ship and saw combat. During his time in the military, Ridgway began spending a lot of time with prostitutes and contracted gonorrhea for the second time. This angered him, but he continued to have unprotected sex with these prostitutes. Meanwhile, his wife, Claudia, alone and 19 years old, began dating again, and the marriage quickly ended within a year. So, yes, yeah, she was a Jody, and I do not blame her. But this is, uh, this is where his... His, um, his anger and his, and his hunger for prostitutes, sex workers started. Yeah. You know, he hated this woman, but he, he became so sex craved that he found it so easy because it was, you know, they're, they're sex workers. It's you get sex, they get sex and that's their thing. Mm -hmm. But he hated them because he, because of how, for whatever, you know, a lot of, a lot of these fucking serial killers for some reason hate sex workers they, they they think they're disgusting and yet they're just trying to survive but you know he was also very like religious and he hated them for like a religious yeah reasons and yet well. he because of his sex drive and sex hunger yeah. 
he used them as tools. Yeah. A fucking hypocrite was what he was. Friends and family, you know, questioned about Ridgeway after his arrest described him as friendly but strange. His first two marriages resulted in divorce because of infidelities by both partners. His second wife, Marcia Winslow, claimed that he had placed her in a chokehold. Ridgeway had become fanatically religious during his second marriage, proselytizing door-to-door, reading the Bible aloud at work and at home, and insisting Mar- that Marcia follow the strict teachings of their church pastor. Uh, you know, forcing a religion on someone is never the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. Ridgeway would also frequently cry after sermons or reading the Bible through Ridgeway. Though Ridgeway continued to solicit the services of prostitutes, like I was saying, during his marriage, and also wanted Marcia to participate of sex in public in appropriate places, sometimes even in areas where his victims' bodies had been discovered. So this guy, you know, because of his sex crave, his sex hunger, and his fucking beast inside of him, and all these prostitutes, he, he developed this kink and this, this drive to have public sex or have sex in weird places. And as I just said, that he would go and try to and got this thrill off of having sex where he dumped those bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, according to Time Magazine writer Terry McCarthy, Ridgway had an insatiable sex out, sexual appetite. Yes. <clears throat> His three ex-wives and several old girlfriends reported that Ridgway demanded sex for them for several times a day. Oftentimes, he'd want to have sex in public areas or in the woods. Ridgway himself admitted to having a fixation with prostitutes with whom he had a love-hate relationship. Yeah. He frequently complained about the presence in his neighborhood because they were all around. But he also took advantage of that, because, like I was just saying. In 1975, his second wife gave birth to his son, Matthew. Let's talk about his murders. Throughout the 80s and the 90s, which is really when all the majority of all his mur- murders occurred, mm-hmm. uh, it is believed that he murdered up to at least 71 women according to Ridgway in an interview with Sheriff Reichert in 2001 near Seattle and Tacoma Washington his core statements letter reported that he had killed so many he lost count you know I'm, I, I, maybe he wasn't that you know I don't, I don't even know like you to lose count I mean, if I was a, I don't know. I don't want to say like if I was a murder killer or if I was a serial killer, I, 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 w- I would keep count. I guess he just did it for like, I mean, again, his sexual purposes and his sexual urges. Like he just wanted to constantly fill that void, but he never could. So he just kept doing it and it was just normal for him to do it. So normal. It's like you never really count how many times you brush your teeth in your lifetime because it's normal. Yeah. You never counted how many times. And uh, yeah, and um, he also said later in an interview that his his career was being being this yeah. a, kill, a killer, and they classified him as a na- uh, rapist and necrophiliac, along with being a serial killer. Um, the bodies he'd leave were often left in clusters, you know, sometimes posed, usually nude. He also sometimes later would return to these victims' bodies and have intercourse with them, which is necrophilia. Yeah. Because most of the bodies were not discovered until only the skeletons remained, four victims are still unidentified, three white women and one black woman. Ridgway occasionally contaminated these dump sites with gum, cigarettes, and written materials belonging to others, and he even transported a few victims of remains across state lines to Oregon, you know, pretty much trick the police. Uh, it's something, you know, uh, I, for a guy with a low IQ like that, I mean, that that's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Getting a bunch of shit 
bunch of other people's DNA, bunch of other people's, and then fucking spreading it out. You know, but as someone who does something for such a long time, you begin to you get sloppy eventually. You know. Yeah. You you do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Ridgeway began each murder by picking up a woman, usually a prostitute, of course. He sometimes showed the woman a picture of his son. Oh, boo-hoo, me. You know, I just kind of like kind of like showing up to the park uh, with a puppy, you know, yeah. trying to pick up women. Oh, you know, I, I'm trustworthy. I got a dog. No, this man would show uh, a picture of his son. Uh, and that's how uh, I guess these women trusted him because he had a son. And that, I guess, you know. Uh, he must be a father he must be you know trustworthy i guess yeah which is not <laughs> what remember men and women just because they got kids doesn't mean they're good people <laughs> if anything they're worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah after having sex with her ridgeway strangled her from uh would strangle women from behind he initially strangled them manually however many victims victims many victims inflected wounds and bruises on his arm while trying to defend themselves concern <clears throat> concern these wounds and bruises would draw attention ridgeway began using ligatures to strangle his victims most victims were killed in his home his truck or in a secluded area in the early 1980s the king county sheriff's office formed the green river task force finally to investigate the murders the most notable members of the task force were robert keppel and dave reichert who periodically interviewed incarcerated serial killer Ted Bundy from 1984. Ted Bundy actually uh, helped yeah. uh, catch this guy. Uh, you know, so yeah, uh, right about that. Congratulations, you know, Ted Bundy is not, you know, not that bad. But <laughs> he's 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 really he's really bad. His numbers like way up in. It's like uh, it, it said it's believed to like surpass a hundred hundred murder or hundred. Yeah, murders. Yeah, they, they basically just use them like so. Uh, I mean, uh, you've during, killed people, right? During that t- <laughs> during that time, uh, they uh, they used other serial killers to catch more serial killers. Yeah, because um, they had this. Oh, hang on. I'm trying to like fix the shit. Yeah. You know, we're gonna have to fucking cut that out. Yeah, but it basically, anyways, as I was saying. Um, they would try and use like the basic psychology, not basic psychology, but like the mindset of a killer and trying to find other killers, trying to find like, oh, you know, like, you, you know, how would you do this? Or, you know, how, hey, you've, you've killed fucking people before, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, no, we, uh, we, we'll give you recognition, you know, we'll make you a deal, you know? Yeah, they probably did that. Like, oh, well. We'll knock a life sentence off, even though he's got like eighty fucking life sentences. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, knock, we'll knock a couple. You know, we, you've yeah, technically got like four hundred years in prison. We'll, we'll knock a few of those back, <laughs> which is crazy because added up, uh, Ridgeway, his sentence was in the four hundreds mm-hmm. years in prison, which is awesome. <laughs> it, it's crazy. That, uh, I mean, uh, no one really lives, you know, past 100, 120. Yeah. Uh, but in case, you know, in case they're vampires or something, what, uh, they're going to keep going? Like, I never understood that. I, I never understood why it, it there's, there's no cap. It's kind of just to prove a point. It, you think so? Yeah. I mean, it, it's like saying, like, oh, we send it to you to, like, 300 years in maximum mm-hmm. security prison. 
it's to make sure that that motherfucker never gets out. And if he ever strikes a deal like to knock some years off, yeah, he's still gonna fucking be in jail and rot. Okay, yeah. Ridgeway was arrested in 1982 and 2001 on charges related to prostitution. He became a suspect in 1983 in the Green River killings. In 84, Ridgeway took and passed a polygraph test. And on April 7th, 87, police took care of saliva samples from Ridgeway. Around 80, uh, 1985, Ridgeway began dating Judith Mawson, who became his third wife. Excuse me. <clears throat> In 1988, Mawson claimed that in a 2010 television interview that when she moved into his house while they were dating, there was no carpet. Detect- I mean, I wouldn't think of anything about it. This guy doesn't have any carpet. That's weird. He must be a serial killer. Hmm. I, I want to say, so like, you know how much of a sociopath you have to be to pass a polygraph test? Like, you are... I mean, polygraph tests are also yeah, like yeah, fraud, they're not, flawed. They're not really like testifiable in court today, but... Still, like, you have to believe your own lies and think to yourself. Yeah. Like, you have to be a chronic fucking, like, liar. Slyer? Liar. Yeah. I was going to say so. A pathological liar. Yeah. A pathological liar mixed in with, like, all these things thinking that you're all high and mighty. And, like, you're so far gone that, like, even your fucking body... And your body language thinks like, oh, well, we're good. You're fooling a computer. Yeah. Yeah. With, I mean, yeah. You know, they. <laughs> it's funny because the detectives told the woman, it's like, right, there's no carpet in the place that he lives. They probably use, he probably used that carpet. There's no carpet because he probably used that carpet to wrap something. <laughs> what if I, I, I don't, when I have a house, I'm not going to have carpet. This guy doesn't have two pillows. This hmm. guy's definitely killed people. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> This guy, this guy should have three. Everyone should have three pillows. He probably used the other ones to smother someone. He doesn't have carpet. Why doesn't he have carpet? Hmm? This guy only has one jacket, but it rains a lot here. Hmm. Actually, if you don't, you, you would be pretty you know, suspect if you live in an area and don't have shit that really pertains to that area. Like, for example, here, you yeah. don't own a raincoat. You don't own an umbrella. You don't, you don't own cold weather shit. Why? Why not? Why not? That would mean, that would tell me, an investigator, maybe, that would, like, pop a little fucking light bulb in my head and be like, maybe this guy doesn't really live here. Maybe he's just traveling. He doesn't he doesn't plan here. To, I mean, he doesn't plan to stay here long. That's what that would tell me. I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes they're reaching a bit. Like, well, I mean, yes. I mean, but a, a lot of... <laughs> what the fuck? A lot of those times, those, those reaches lead lead to things sometimes they do sometimes they don't yeah in the same interview the she described how he would leave for work early in the morning some days for the overtime pay he would say uh-huh. Mawson speculated that he must have committed some of these murders while he was supposedly working these early morning shifts she claimed that she had not suspected Ridgeway's crime before he was contacted by authorities in 87 and in fact had not even heard of the Green River Killer before that time because she didn't watch the news hmm. which is suspect who the fuck doesn't watch it's the 80s who would everyone watches everyone the news. watches the news because there's nothing else all you do is stay at home and watch the news this bitch. This was before Netflix. She's yeah. cat. Yeah, she's all cat. All cat. Author Penny Moorhead says that when she interviewed Ridgeway in prison, he said his urge to kill was reduced while he was in a relationship <clears throat> with Mawson, causing him to commit fever. Oh, sorry, fewer murderers, murders that he would otherwise would have done 
and he truly and that you know he truly loved Mawson. You know, Mawson later told people it's like, oh, you know, she <laughs> she had she I, I don't know. I, I say she has the audacity to think she's a savior of women. And like maybe she maybe she maybe she is because technically because of her he stopped you know his his murder his murder hunger was diminished and i mean i guess you know love does that to you or what if she's into it or she's in it or what what were you what i was gonna say was that maybe he's just doing this as a ploy as some kind of way to like maybe he was really smart yeah maybe he maybe from the get-go his iq test was false yeah, because I mean, IQ tests—they pretty much check your fucking book smarts. They don't really check your street smarts. Yeah, that's true. like they, they, yeah. like they ask you stupid questions, like, "Oh, who fought in the Peloponnesian War?" What the fuck? The, 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 the Peloponnesians. Peloponnesian. The, the Polyps and the Peloponnesians. No, I don't even. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's it's the a, Greeks versus the Romans. But oh, we're oh, not, oh, we'll talk about that later. Does that mean? But, but yeah, it has fucking. Does fuck what's made of? Do did you know mustard is not in mustard gas? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but but yeah. Anyway, like, I feel like he was he was extremely smart, and he knew what he was doing, like one hundred and ten percent. And maybe he got in these relationships and made it look and seem like oh he's reverted back to his normal self. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> But yeah, he I, never don't, I don't believe it. No. He never stopped because think, years later he picked it right back up. I mean, yeah. I mean, he did later say that it went up to seventy-one. Yeah. It's like it was all never believe a never believe someone when they say I stopped killing. <laughs> <laughs> if someone ever tells you they killed someone, I stopped killing for you. Yeah, that's not a thing. I love you so much. I stopped. Killing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The, the DNA samples that were collected later mm-hmm. on uh, in 1987, uh, they were later subject, you know, DNA, DNA analysis happened, you know, provided evidence for his arrest warrant uh-huh. uh, on November 30th, 2001. Yeah. The golden year. Um, sorry. Sorry. That's not the golden year. The golden year. Uh, Ridgeway was at Kentuck, Kenworth, Kentucky. sorry, Ken, Kenworth Truck Factory, yeah. where he worked as a spray painter. Uh-huh. Uh, when police arrived to arrest him. Yeah. That's where they arrived to arrest him. Sorry. Uh, Ridgeway was arrested on suspicion of murder of four women nearly 20 years after being first identified as a potential suspect when DNA evidence conclusively linked semen left in the victims to the saliva swab taken by the police. That's yucky. That yeah, that's very yucky. <laughs> and it, it, and then like the other day, I, I was thinking like um, about semen. No, I, I was telling my therapist when I was like, you know, I have this. I know I was not talking about semen. I don't talk about semen to my therapist. At least not explicitly. I'm not ask you what you talk about. I'm just saying. I was just. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Here, <laughs> here that. Uh, I, I I was telling that I have urges like, um like not like sexual urges. Oh. Not sexual urges. I was just like, is it is it so wrong? I don't know. I've always questioned myself. Um, not sexually, but like, uh, I'm not a sociopath, and I'm not I'm not a psychopath. I don't fit the criteria. But I, I told her I was like, does this fall under under, under the criteria of intrusive thoughts or uh, normal thoughts? Is this healthy? 
And uh, she pretty much explained to me the difference between intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. and really bad, you know, unhealthy. Uh, you shouldn't be having these kind of thoughts. Because I told her, I was like, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, what if I want to kill someone? I, you know, I worded my words correctly mm-hmm. or appropriately for her not to, you know, very suspiciously uh, report me. Because, mm. uh, you know, if I were to say, if I were to say yeah, I'm going to kill someone, that's, that's... Uh, she has to report me. Right. Yeah. Obviously. But I, I don't want to kill someone. I'm just saying, like, I got like, I, that, you know, that during that week, I was just kind of like, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, like, what is it? You know, what would it feel like? You know, what uh, could, could I do it? I mean, everyone is literally capable if you ever, if you ever um, question something, everyone is literally capable of anything that you can think of. Given the right circumstances and situation and factors, you have, you have a question about someone, whether they're capable of doing it, they are. But they, they just, the, everything else leading up to that, that doesn't lead to it. So I asked her, um, uh, why am I having these intrusive thoughts? Because I, I, also, I also talked about rape. Uh-huh. Um, which is a very another touchy subject yeah um uh, it's touchy it's touchy it's a very touchy for me it's a uh, touchy uh, just in general yeah um and i was like well especially because uh my ex my ex-wife before mm-hmm. uh before we were married and all of that yeah uh, very early in the relationship she had this uh fantasy and she asked me like hey I, I I want you to rape me. Yeah, and I was and then like <laughs> this is this is me in high school or like the year after high school, and it's like uh, <laughs> excuse me, and she's like yeah, um, uh, I want I want to try it out. I want you to and I know and I could I couldn't bring myself to do such a thing right, and it, um, and I just I mean I tried but it didn't go out. I'm just like I can't I can't do this <laughs> like it doesn't feel right right. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, as, as years progress and now as I've, like, grown a lot older, like, those, those intrusive thoughts come to mind. And, and it, what it is, it's, uh, it's people have rape fantasies. It's a kink. It's, like, a yeah. really taboo kink. And it's okay. It, it, it is okay for everyone listening if you've ever had intrusive, you know, uh, thoughts such as this. Like, oh, uh, I wonder what it feels like to be raped. Or I kind of have this fantasy about rape. Um, it's it's normal uh to have these things uh what's not okay is to if, act on them is uh, yeah is to literally do it to someone for real for real you know yeah. like rape equals bad yeah don't do it uh murder equals bad <laughs> unless I, it's like a no a, no there's there's no exceptions I think there's an exception. If someone were to murder my family, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It, it, it would be an act of passion. That's what that is. It would be an act of vengeance. You're not really doing it necessarily. Okay, that that wouldn't be an act of passion. An act of passion would be like you walk in on your wife, and in that moment, it which is literally a thing. I'm telling yeah, you a fact. Yeah, yeah. It's literally an act of passion. You in, in uh, I don't know about. It's not in every state, but uh, in a lot of states, I know. I can't tell you which one specifically. <clears throat> Um, for legal reasons uh, no i just don't know <laughs> uh yeah if, if you were to walk in on your spouse and they were in bed mm-hmm. and you in the heat of the moment became so enraged that you said uh you know i'm gonna grab this gun and fucking blow both of their heads off you know these states would be like yeah uh you're good uh this was uh, an act of passion but uh, obviously if if you were like 
this person murdered my family and you plan for it. Yeah. yeah. It's an yeah, act right. of revenge, an act of vengeance. It's, it, it's planned. It's premeditated. And that's totally illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Basically the whole plot of the Punisher. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, good for him. Yeah, good, good for, for him the Punisher. Yeah. yeah. But not good because Netflix took it yeah down, you, know. you know seriously netflix netflix bring back the punisher uh, for, uh please sponsor us by the way we i have so many ideas well no it's actually not netflix's fault it's disney right i or i don't know whoever uh whoever it was and that, not, maybe not disney uh it, i take that back yeah it uh, definitely wasn't uh may may or may not have been rhymes with disney uh or uh rhymes with uh has a maybe a character that goes whoa Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I never said the word uh, Bolton Disney pictures. <laughs> Bolton Disney pictures. <laughs> Breakfast. Uh, no, uh, we're getting out of topic. Uh, and if you guys haven't noticed already, this is a. I, I'd say it's a special episode. Yeah. We're, we're going in depth. This is going to extend the hour mark. And so if you want to take a break, now would be a good time. If you want to take a break, you know, come back. We'll still be here talking. You know, it's normal to press the pause button, you know, yeah. unless you're in a long drive and we're your company. Yeah. And if we're your company and I, well, I, that's, I really, we really appreciate that. Yeah. You know, we love you. Yeah, we, we do. This is your reminder that you are loved, even though you haven't been told today, you are loved and you are accepted. No matter what and who you are, yeah. No matter what you identify as, yeah. Did you know the army <clears throat> only sees two genders? Yeah, I mean, there there was a whole that that, that whole thing where like mm. transgenders were in the military and then yeah, they yeah, weren't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they if, if they were they were Loki and yeah, yeah. It, which it, it it's kind of fucked up because I mean we literally did that a few years prior, but with anyone who was gay. who was gay and the, it's that it was whole a, um see no do t- or no it was um, fuck, fuck don't ask don't tell mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. basically saying like hey you can be gay just you know don't bring it up don't bring it up don't talk about it yeah and it's don't act of, upon it, it it's kind of a fucked up like thing you know like is you're it? trying to it is like yeah, i think so too because you're, you're, you're basically telling someone, like, hey, like, you can love who you love, but... You can't be the same gender. Yeah, d- don't... You can't... You can love whoever you want, as long as that's a woman of yeah. age, and you're a man. Yeah. And if you're a woman, you better be a man of yeah. age. Also, you can't be the same rank. Yeah. Uh, also, they can't be your supervisor. Also... They can't be in the same company. Also, they can't be, like. There's all these fucking rules that you know a lot of people don't even follow. Yeah, it's just like you know. Well, let me. Oh, they breathe the same oxygen. Oh. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like the fact that the building that we're living in is is co-occupied. Yeah. The, this uh, this pod, this staircase of of mini apartments. Yeah. Um, it, like, can't believe that's a thing. Yeah. And you're not allowed to. Li- you're not allowed to live in the same building as the opposite gender. It's fucking crazy. What are we like? Fucking. Uh, I feel monkeys? like the reason that they think that is because I mean, they have this whole stigma. Th- there's that. a huge stigma. And what are you gonna say? Rape? Yeah. 
Yeah, like oh, they live in the same culture. building. Yeah, there's a huge stigma, and there's there's, there's a huge uh, problem. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's uh, they have they have the right mm-hmm. to think that because there are there are a lot of cases every year yeah. of sexual harassment, there is. you know, unfortunately, of uh, rape, and even more so, unfortunately, a few murders. And, and, and most civilians don't ever hear about it because military news is secluded from regular civilian news. So if you really wanted to find something out, you would actually like, you would have to purposely look for it. Yeah. It's not going to be willingly open out there. Yeah, and the higher-ups in the Army always like to keep that shit hush-hush. Like, they don't even tell fucking family members about the fucking soldier's death until, like, after an investigation sometimes. Like, they hold that shit. Like, yeah. Here are the parents just going bo- about their lives thinking like, oh, shit, like, you know, like, my son. Whereas fucking like, Joe Schmo over here has been dead for like two weeks. Yeah. You know. Or remember that fucking, um, that woman from Fort Hood. Um, the Latina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, her parents weren't notified until like. Sometime later. And then uh, they really try to hush hush everything. Yeah. And Fort Hood is honestly. It's, you know, we're not allowed to talk, you know, we're legally obligated not, not to, you know, yeah. bad talk the fucking army, but we're not, I'm, I'm literally, we're talking, we're, we're facts. We're, this is facts. This is what's facts. already out there. So I feel like it's okay to say, to talk about this yeah. and I, Fort Hood is just bad. Like there's, it, it's the, what it's the fucking, it's the, it's the post with the most Post with the most. <laughs> Post with the most death. With uh, with the most incidents. The yeah. most it's, it's it's disgusting. Most suicides. Most fucking deaths. Most fucking sexual assaults. Lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of bad shit. You know, it uh, it's the uh, the ba- the bad seeds really uh, screw up the entire farm. Yeah, it's not it's not even just like you know you have one bad seed and all these people don't. Uh, correct the seed that that means everybody's bad it no uh the uh, that whole thing it goes back to like the police uh like if there's one bad cop and then uh 99 good cops and that those 99 good cops don't do anything about that then there's a hundred fucking bad cops that's extreme it's very extreme because you can't stop someone you don't have control over if someone, someone, if they, if if they're gonna do something, they're gonna do it with regardless of. They're gonna find a way. If someone is 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 driven to rape, is driven to murder, they're gonna find a way. And okay, if uh, and I'm talking, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna go into like the beatings and brutalities and all that because that's a totally different subject. But I'm talking about like rape and murder. Those things usually happen without everyone else knowing. So how 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 is everyone else bad? You know how are how is an entire unit? How is you know all soldiers are not bad? Like I, I've known you know majority of people, majority of people aren't are, are good people. Would would you agree? Like, it, but just because there are bad people doesn't mean we're bad because we didn't stop them. Like honestly, a lot of things happen undercover, yeah, or under the carpet. I guess you could say that's not. You know, public. Yeah. Because if everything was completely public, there would be a huge outcry, and uh, there people people literally cannot handle it, especially this fucking new generation. And to be real, I mean, if 
a unit ever heard that there was like a fucking rapist in their fucking squad or something they beat the shit out of them Real oh quick. yeah even though like they, you're not allowed you're not allowed to do, touch this person no, I, I they, hate the fact that these these criminals are protected yeah I hate it like oh, they, yeah, they'd get their they, fucking ass beat real fucking if, quick. If, <laughs> like if I don't even know, like you're my best friend here, but if I ever found out, I'm sure you'd do the same to me. Yeah, if I ever shit. found out, like you, you know, low key murder someone. Well, I, I don't know. It might make me sound like I'm bad, but it depends on who you murdered and why. Uh, but if you ever <laughs> rape someone, then that that's where I cross yeah. the line. I feel like rape is worse than murder mm. in, in in most cases for me, in my eyes. Just because that person, you're, you're, I don't know. Murder obviously is worse because that person is dead. Yeah. Uh, but they're not suffering anymore. Yeah. There, there's so much more uh, dark spider webs of nastiness with, with, with a living rape victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if whoever you murdered would actually deserve to be murdered, even though you know people don't deserve to be murdered. Maybe the person you murdered was, was Never a criminal. Different. And you're maybe, you know, you're a vigilante or some shit. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you're the fucking Mexican Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, going back to uh, Ridgeway, uh, he made a bargain. You know, his confessions, his sentencings and all that. Early in uh, August of 2003, Seattle Television News reported that Ridgeway had been moved from a maximum security cell at King <clears throat> County Jail to an undisclosed location. Other news reported... Reports stated that his lawyers, led by Anthony Savage, cool last name, nice. were closing a plea bargain that would spare him of the death penalty later for his confession to a number of the Green River murders. Imagine being called Anthony Savage. That's funny. That sounds awesome. like a porn style name. I know. It's like. And welcome to the arena, Anthony Savage. Sunday, 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 we got Anthony Savage. With a 10 inch lavage. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I'm like, imagine like, all right, and your uh, lawyer that's defending you is Anthony Savage. That's oh, <laughs> shit. What the fuck? All right, Mister Savage. That's like a super buff dude. Like his <laughs> his suit is. You like... have to live up to that name at that point. Yeah. If you don't, you're, like your <laughs> this lawyer has like the suit Anthony Soft. <laughs> his fucking like arm. So he's like a, so he's a size large, but he wears a small. <laughs> it reminds me of that one uh, soldier, uh, that first sergeant, uh, that last name Diamond. Yeah, um, you have to live up to like Perez. Like I, there's nothing to live up to. I mean, except like I just gotta honor my last name, Robles. You just gotta honor your last name, yeah. Savage. Fucking uh, Savage Slaughter Diamond. Like these. Names that aren't just names that they're actual <laughs> what uh, adjectives or fucking uh, adjectives yeah. <laughs> like you gotta you gotta fuck yeah you got you gotta fuck yeah yeah uh, cons- consent uh, with consent this kid fucks with consent with consent yeah <laughs> um yeah his first forty eight charges of first degree murder uh, he entered a plea bargain you know he saved his life kind yeah. of there um on December eighteen two thousand three. King County Superior Court Judge Richard Jones sentenced Ridgeway to 48 life sentences with no possibility of parole, good for him, and mm-hmm. one life sentence to be served consecutively. He was also sentenced to an additional 10 years for tampering with evidence for each of the 48 victims. Nice. Adding on top of everything, so I was wrong earlier, 
my number was way off. On top of his all his life sentences, 48, well, whatever 48 times 15 is, uh, or 48 times 25, mm-hmm. add another 480 years to that. So uh, definitely, it was probably like, probably about nearing a thousand years. Yeah. Could you imagine if you were like a vampire and you lived that long? Like, what do they do? Just release you? you? Just <laughs> it's like, shit. You, you know, know I, I, no I, one I, really I, did I, this. I, 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 we didn't really think about that. Um, you know, at that point, a thousand years later in society, I'm pretty sure I, he, I, the, the minute he's he's out, he's dead. People are aware. People, uh, so uh, small towns, cities, they they protest if they know a certain someone is coming to their certain uh, jail or or house or not house or, or area. If a certain criminal is being uh, protected here or you know sentenced to prison in a certain location, uh, a lot of towns, a lot of cities would fucking protest this. Like, no, he's not allowed here. We don't want him in this county. We don't want him in this state. So what do they have to do? They can't hold them there, so they got to send them somewhere else. I'm sure, you know, a thousand years from now, if this fool actually, you know, was a vampire and he came out, I'm sure fucking people would be like, no, if he comes out, we're going to kill him by the stake. By the stake? Yeah, we're going to burn him. (laughs) We're going to regress 2,000 years and we're going to do it old school. I mean, that's what I would do. I'd fucking burn this guy alive. Um, (laughs) Anyway... He led Ridgeway led prosecutors to three bodies in 2003. On August 16th of that year, remains of a 16-year-old female found near Enumclaw, Washington. Mm -hmm. I've never even heard of this place. Enumclaw. Enumclaw. 40 feet from State Route 410. I don't even know where that. I I think Uh, I know where that's. uh, uh, Were pronounced as belonging to Pammy Annette Event, who had been believed to be a victim of the Green River Killer. The remains of Mary Malvar and April Butworm were found in September. On November 23rd, 2005, the Associated Press reported that a weekend hiker found the skull of one of the 48 women <coughs> Ridgeway admitted, mur- admitted murdering in 2003. Uh, the skull was Tracy Winston, or belonged to Tracy Winston, uh, who was 19 when she disappeared from the Northgate Mall on September 12, 1983. She was found by a man hiking in, or, you know, the, the remains were found by a man hiking in a wooden area near Highway 18 near Isiqua. Southeast of Seattle. Yeah. He, uh, Ridgway confessed to more confirmed murders than, the, uh, than any other American serial killer. Over a period of five months of police and prosecutor interviews, he confessed to 48, 42 of which were on the police's list of probable Green River killer victims. On February 9, 2004, county prosecutors began to release the videotape records of Ridgway's confessions. In one taped interview, he told investigators initially that he was responsible for the deaths of 65 women. But in another taped interview with Richard Reichert on December 31, 2003, Ridgway claimed to have murdered 71 victims and confessed to having sex, had sex with them prior to killing them, rape, a detail which he did not reveal until after his sentencing. Which, you know, would have added a fuck ton uh, more yeah. to his years. I mean, not like it matters now, but uh, it matters. Uh, in his confession, he acknowledged that he targeted prostitutes because they were easy to pick, quote-unquote, and that he had hated most of them, end quote. He also confessed that he had sex with his victims' bodies after he murdered them, but claimed he began burying, burying them later, sorry, burying the later victims so that he could resist the urge to commit necrophilia. So he knows about necrophilia, but he, uh, he 
didn't really want to you know be labeled as a necrophiliac so even though he was even though he was because he would still you know I, I, so uh, he has uh, he has a sense of self-remorse for not wanting to be uh, labeled a certain way which i guess he was grossed out by his own work in a certain way mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of interesting if you really think about it uh you know later on he as i said earlier he confessed or would say that uh you know murdering young women was his career yeah uh yeah, Ridgeway, he was incarcerated at Washington State Penitentiary and later uh, in Walla Walla, Washington. Walla Walla, Washington. Yes. Say uh, it again. Walla Walla. Walla Walla. Walla Walla, Washington. Walla Walla, Washington. Walla Walla, Washington. And if you're hearing this, please sponsor us because we got no money. Just the whole city. <laughs> uh, uh, we have a list here of the confirmed 48 uh, victims. Um, we're gonna name them. I'm gonna name them all. One. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna be like one, two. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna name them all. Uh, <sighs> Wendy Lee Caulfield, age 16, disappeared July 8th, 1982. She was found July 15th, 1982. Are you enjoying that water bottle? Yeah. 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 Giselle Ann Lovnorn, age 19, July 17, 1982. Found September 25th, 1982. Deborah Lynn Bonner, age 23. Disappeared July 25th, 1982. Found August 12th, 1982. Marcia Faye Chapman, age 31. August 1, August 1st, 1982. Found August 15th, 1982. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I was choking on <laughs> you just didn't want to like, didn't want to choke on the microphone <laughs> i'm just like what are you laughing at did i say a name that you know no, you're just this, this man's over here dying of water and he's trying to not to make it like audible i'm sorry it's okay <laughs> uh i think i said oh uh yeah marcia opal charmaine mills age 16 found or disappeared august 12 1982 Found August 15, 1982. Terry Renee Milligan, age 16, August 29th, disappeared. And found April 1st, 1984, uh, two years later. Mary Bridget Meehan, age 18, disappeared September 15, 1982. Was found November 13, 1983. Deborah Lorraine Estes, age 15, disappeared September 20th, 1982. Found May 30th, 1988. Linda Jane Rule, yeah. Linda Jane Rule, age 16, disappeared September 26, 1982, found January 31st, 1983. Denise Darcel Bush, age 23, disappeared October 8th, 1982, found June 1985. I'm going to name these off um, without saying when they disappeared and when they were found. I'm just going to name the rest and their ages. Yeah. You got to fucking. Yeah. I think the last one I ended was with Denise Bush. Uh, Shwanda Leia Summers, age 16. Shirley Mary Cheryl, age 18. Colleen Renee Brockman, 15. Hmm. Alma Ann Smith, 18. Dolores Laverne Williams, 17. Gail Lynn Matthews, 23. 
Andrea M. Childers, Childers, 19. Sandra K. Gabbert, 17. Kimmy Kai Pitster, 16. Marianne Malvar, 18. Carol Ann Christensen, 21. Martina Teresa Uthar Lee, 18. Cheryl Lee Wims, 18. Yvonne Shelley Antosh, 19. Carrie A. Royce, 15. Constance Elizabeth Naon, 19. Kelly Mary Ware, 22. Tina Mary Thompson, 21. April Don Buttram, 16. Debbie May Abernathy, 26. Tracy Ann Winston, 19. Maureen Sue Finney, 19. Mary Sue Bello, 25. Pammy Avant, 15. Delise Louis Plager, 22. Kimberly Plager, Plager. Plager. Yeah, P-L-A-G-E-R. P-L-A-G, Plager. Yeah. Kimberly L. Nelson, 21. Lisa Nate, 19. Mary Exeta West, 16. Cindy Ann Smith, 17. Patricia Michelle Barksat, 19. Roberta Joseph Hayes, 21. Marta Reeves, 36. Patricia Yellow Robe, 38. And then the last four are unidentified. Two, or sorry, one uh, is supposed to be 12 to 17 years of age. One between 19 or 17 and 19, an unidentified black woman between the age of 18 and 27, and the last unidentified white female between the ages of 14 and 18. Those are the confirmed ones, and as for the 23 other ones that would lead to the number 71, um, we do not know them or of them. It's crazy. Um, that yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Uh, they've made books about this guy. They've made movies. Uh, there was a movie Green River Killer. I've never heard of it. No. Uh, I was, came out in two thousand five. Um, yeah, and uh, you can learn more about this guy. Uh, uh, some of the info we learned came across a few articles. Uh, some, uh, a lot of it is uh, referenced uh, via Murderpedia, Wikipedia, and then they have articles and pictures. If you want to learn more, you can just you know quick Google search. There's a lot of photos of his actual like documents, PDFs. Um, but we have here a confession text from he himself. Wednesday, 5th, November 2003. Excerpts from confessions by U.S. lorry driver Gary Woodray, who was pleaded guilty to murdering 48 women in the notorious Green River killings. Excuse me. As read in court by prosecutor Jeff Baird. As follows, it says, I killed the 48 women listed in the state's second amended information. In most cases, when I killed these women, I did not know their names. Most of the time, I killed them the first time I met them, and I do not have a good memory of their faces. I killed so many women, I have a hard time keeping them straight. I have reviewed information and discovery about each of the murders with my attorneys, and I am positive that I killed each one of the women charged in the second information. I killed all of them in King County. I killed most of them in my house near Military Road, and I killed a lot of them in my truck not far from where I picked them up. I killed some of them outside. I remember leaving each woman's body in the place where she was found. I have discussed with my attorneys the common scheme or plan aggravating circumstances charged in all these murders. I agree that each of these murders I committed was part of a common scheme or plan. 
The plan that I wanted to, the plan was that I wanted to kill as many women I thought were prostitutes as I possibly could. I picked prostitutes as my victims because I hate most prostitutes and I did not want to pay them for sex. Hmm. <sighs> he all I also, or he also says, I also picked prostitutes as victims because they were easy to pick up without being noticed. I knew they would not be reported missing right away and might never be reported missing. <clears throat> I picked prostitutes because I thought I could kill as many of them as I wanted without getting caught. Another part of my plan was where I put the bodies of these women. Most of the time, I took the women's jewelry and their clothes to get rid of any evidence and make them harder to identify. I placed most of the bodies in groups in which I call clusters. I did this because I wanted to keep track of all the women I killed. I like to drive by the clusters around the county and think about the women I placed there. I usually use the landmark to remember cluster and the women I placed there. Sometimes I killed and dumped a woman intending to start a new cluster and never returned because I thought I might get caught putting more women there. And that ends the confession text for that. Fucking guy. What are you thinking? I'm trying to get into like the mind of like fucking sociopath like what drives them to cause so much pain and so much to like have all this buildup of like hatred inside them like to do all this shit you know? uh, a lot of a lot of it goes back uh, to their childhood to like repressed trauma repressed trauma uh, not even some of it's not even repressed because it's being released because of these and um i used to uh think and my therapist told me otherwise mm. um i used to always think that uh most of these uh were uh related sexually uh that it, w it was a hidden sexual drive but yeah, the weir the the actual word here that we're looking for is arousal mm. being aroused getting a uh a, a, a drive getting a a, a being aroused, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word. Getting a heightened sense for something, get a thrill, getting a thrill of something, hmm. and being aroused does not mean horny. It does not mean sexually uh, activated. Being aroused is your your body, your systems being activated, your yeah. nervous system being activated. I could be aroused, you know, watching you. Gross. Um, but I'm not. Um, Watching action movies gets me aroused. That's kind of weak. Um, but then again, I'm, you know, this is not me getting horny. I, I feel like this is, this is you coming out as being aroused. But no, but I'm the, my point that I'm trying to make. Is yeah, that, I understand. Uh, your point, um, you get aroused, and that's why that's what drives these murders: mm -hmm. a sense of arousal. Sorry. Can you fix yourself? <laughs> I don't even know how this happened. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be serious. Okay. <clears throat> so, I don't know, man. It's like, I understand that some of it has to do with repressed trauma, but like, take, for example, incidents like Ted Bundy. What about him? Well, if you've ever seen like, articles or even heard his own like testimonies and stuff he didn't have much if any like repressed trauma as a child he was he was an okay child he was on the football team he was handsome he didn't have trouble picking up a woman whenever he wanted to he wasn't an outcast he was he was okay he was good 
as a child. Then again, he was also a pathological liar, which is usually normal within most fucking serial killers. You know, psychopath, sociopath. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I, we can we can talk about him in a future episode. I feel like we should. Uh, I, it's actually on my list. Of, uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, he. I have a I have a little list over there to your left, and that sticky note. Yeah. I would like to interview like a family member of. One I know of you mentioned that uh, yeah. uh, some time ago, or maybe yeah. like yesterday or two days ago, and you know, I I, I thought about it. I, at first, I said no, yeah, uh, because of the connections, and you know the risks involved. Um, but you know, securing an interview with anyone that was close to these people would, yeah. would definitely, it would it would it would be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. Um. Yeah, it. That's. That's Gary Ridgeway, everyone. The legendary Green River Killer, who is. I don't even know how to put it. He's just a fucking monster, man. Yeah. Um. All these people, all these innocent women. Just because they were sex workers, this guy looks like. Uh, he looks like a serial killer. He looks, uh, he looks like a, he looks like he would teach math. Honestly, you know, he's got a balding forehead, he got a mustache, wears glasses, he's got wrinkles on his forehead. You know, so he, do you. He's white. I don't got <laughs> fucking. Must- I don't got a receding. Por- what the fuck are you doing? I was waiting to see how long it would take you to notice. <laughs> I did. This man is like enveloping his for his fucking face with his microphone. <laughs> you got anything to add? <sighs> what was that subject you wanted to talk about? I feel like we can hold on to that subject for a later time because we definitely have gone over the hour, which is okay. But uh, no, uh, I knew we were going to go over the yeah. hour. I'm saying, um, but I feel like. Now that we've talked more about it, I feel like there's little connection to it. What was it, at least, that uh, you wanted to talk about? So, so I wanted to talk about, know. like, I want to honey dick everyone. So I was going to talk about astral projection and the idea of a soul and, like, this whole thought process of, like, death. Yeah. I see. I mean, I can see definitely how uh, you can correlate and relate these certain things mm-hmm. <laughs> to serial killers uh, especially the idea of having a soul do they do serial killers have a soul if there you know is a soul mm-hmm. is it tainted what's it look like do they astral project like it it's it's something really to talk about um but i think we'll be ending today's episode here uh it was it was this guy man it was it was it was a good uh it was a, i i i'd say it was a good topic um yeah cuz i don't know uh starting i we we didn't start with a you know low time you know fucking down the street nobody who you know murdered someone this was this was like one of the biggest serial killers in United States history. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
if you guys ended up surviving every second of today's special podcast, every episode special, because you listen to it, it's special. And you are special. You are. Which, by the way, um, I feel like we should bring it up now, because now that we have it, we have an Instagram. Uh, we have social media now, so if you would like to have any, like, I don't know, some sort of connection to us. <laughs> <laughs> please connect. <laughs> Just please. please. Um, you can even shoot us DMs. Or yeah, shoot us a DM. Uh, uh, on the uh, Instagram itself, yeah. uh, the email is publicly known, so you can email us at dudesversuseverything at gmail. Yeah. Uh, or you can hit our actual now official enterprise email at, uh, okay, quote unquote, support at dudes versus everything.com mm-hmm. uh we are uh the we are working on the official website so that we can you know have episodes on there we'll have a blog we'll have an about page we'll have a contact us page and you know uh in the in the near future we will have merchandise you know shirts you know cups mugs the the simple you know yeah the simple stuff out there yeah. uh if you want to have a cup of you know cup of us dudes yeah just in your mouth just guys being dudes. Just, just dudes <laughs> being guys, and guys being dudes. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's about, I don't know, seventy-five percent done. The website. If you were to visit dudesversuseverything.com right now, which is by the way the domain name where you can visit us at dudesversuseverything.com, you'll be welcomed with a coming soon page, and that's right now. I have it set up as that. Uh, but definitely check us out at uh, DVE Podcast on Instagram. DVE podcast that's on Instagram there. We, you know, it's a brand new, you know, it's a baby page. Yeah. We've only got like 48 followers or something like that. If you have like any ideas or any concepts or anything that you would like us to talk about, go ahead. and Yeah, definitely. Uh, or even more so, we were also talking about uh, interviews. Yeah. If you want to be featured here on dudes versus everything.com or, or not dudes versus or technically here on dudes versus everything. It doesn't matter if you're a dude, a female, or how, whatever you identify as. You're all dudes. You yeah. are all part of the dudes. You are part of the community. Uh, I feel like dudes is like... Like, what's up, dude? Like yeah, It's like a term that you can use for everyone. Uh, you know, like they, them, yeah. he, she. Yeah. Uh, so no matter who, what you are, who you are. You know, part of, you know, you're, you're, the, you're the dude. If you're a dog that just listens like, to this you, podcast. You know, what's up, dude? Yeah, what's up, dude? Dude. You know, dude. Dude. You know, just hit up, hit us up on our DMs. You can feel free, feel more than welcome to hit Perez up on his DM. He's down bad. I'm not uh, down horrendously. Gonna ignore that. As uh, he said today, he's down black void. I said black hole. Black hole. Uh, but that's, for, that's 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 besides the point. Um, I'm just I'm just lonely. You know, like, it doesn't matter. This, this is not what we're talking about. You know. Like, we're talking no, about this, we're this talking is part about two. This. <laughs> we're, going, we're going to the Fuck next you. podcast. Fuck right you. Now. We're not talking about my relationship. All right. It's been a long time. Um, okay. It is okay. Um, focusing on myself. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Got a lot on my plate, you know, like you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as, yeah, definitely hit us up. Questions, comments, uh, comments concerns, concerns uh, comments. Uh, I, yeah. <clears throat> You know, if the platform that you listen to us on 
allows you to comment or give us a rating much very appreciate a five-star rating get us out there you know we are a you know, podcast that's just starting out and we do definitely you know plan to continue this uh this is definitely um something that's this sticking around we're gonna be stuck and you have we're gonna be in you if you have like uh your ears i mean like your minds <laughs> like we'll, we'll, we'll be in your ears you know if you had some bad shit to say here, like a one star, it's okay too. Because I mean, yeah, just you know, tell us honestly, like what, yeah, what's... Be honest about it. Like, yeah. what what is it? What are we um, missing? What do we need? We never uh, updated you guys actually. Um, but if you were be listening to this and our very first episode, which is you know in retrospect kind of cringe, yeah, um, you may have noticed that the quality of our audio is superb now. Um, you, if you're listening to, uh, via headphones yeah. or stereo speakers, one of us is on the left and one of us is on the right. Yeah, that's definitely intentional. Uh, yes, very intentional. We we uh, want to make it seem like we're right. We're right, we're in you. We're there. We're, yeah. We are inside you right now. Your head, inside yeah, your brain, you. in your mind. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I personally spent about a grand on equipment. Yeah. That's how much I'm invested, <laughs> even though we've only worked with such a fucking... <laughs> gets one listen <laughs> all right we're going all in <laughs> uh, and uh if you have any ideas uh you know we always joke about the whole thing you know everyone like we we say something and we're like oh please sponsor us mm-hmm. um we're being serious <laughs> wow. we are in debt <laughs> if you want to be featured on this podcast we'll be more than happy if you know shoot us an idea um yeah we are looking for sponsorships and uh, I hope you have, we hope you have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and a good night. And uh, we bid you farewell till next time. Uh, next week. Uh, the fuck are you, Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I said fucking I bid you farewell. I bid you farewell. <laughs> till next time. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't fucking know. It just comes out of my fucking mouth. All right? It's like saying the fucking. Nigel, fuck? please play Beethoven. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh, please. Please. Oh, what am I fucking What the fuck? What the fuck? What am I saying? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, we love you. And remember. Uh, Stay sexy. Um, We're not doing this again. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Bye. Say bye. Bye.